Good morning. It's Saturday. I'm in the office. You know what that means. The Saturday Morning Hustle Podcast. Outworking the competition while they still sleep. And it's a post-OU Texas weekend. That's right. The game was last week. We're not talking college football today. We're going to take talk about the business and life lessons learned from one of the greatest games I can remember in a very long time and the biggest comeback in rivalry history. So I'll catch you guys up quickly on what happened in the game for those of you who don't remember or didn't see it. And if you don't remember it, I don't know how you don't remember it. It was an amazing game. And then we will dive into the business lessons, the entrepreneur traits, all of the great stuff that we can take out of that game and apply to whatever we're working on in order to be successful. So the recap, OU started the game terribly. Texas scored on their first offensive play. A quick pass, boom, ran for a touchdown. Big time shock for the OU fans. Now it's their turn. They get the ball. They go three and out. No success there. Now we're going back to punting the ball, a routine activity for a football team. It gets blocked, goes in the end zone, another touchdown, 14 points for Texas. Ultimately, by the end of the first quarter, they are winning 28-7. It's a big, giant hole and a big shock to the OU fans. They thought they would come in and start early and go fast. They made adjustments in the second quarter, got the game closer at halftime, made major adjustments, major changes, including... As close as you can come to a pivot in the sports world, they pulled the starting quarterback, the Heisman Trophy candidate, the guy who potentially was going to go first in the next year's NFL draft, the guy everyone had put their hopes and dreams on. They pulled him, wasn't playing well, deserved to get pulled, put in a true freshman, a kid who'd only been on campus a few months and had never played in a game this big with half of an 80,000 seat stadium full of burnt orange cheering against him and the other half of the 80,000 seat stadium in crimson and cream cheering for him excited but the pivot worked the changes worked the adjustments worked what they were doing differently in the second half was enough to catch them up they stayed positive They kept with the game plan that was working. They did some experimentation, the 80-20 rule. We've talked about that before. We'll dive into that deeper later. Eventually catching up, tying the game. And then on the last series, OU has the ball, driving down the middle of the field. They're setting up for the game-winning field goal when they run a simple play up the middle. That breaks for a touchdown. They win by a touchdown with three seconds left. An amazing game, a huge comeback, and all kinds of lessons for us to talk about on the podcast today about how to overcome adversity to be successful. So let's start right there with the idea of adversity. OU failed on the first two series, the first one on defense, the first one on offense, and the first one on special teams kicking the ball that put 14 points on the board against them. Failures at every aspect of the game. Things that were not going well, that were going very, very poorly for them. But they understood there were still three quarters left in the game. Actually, at that point, more than three quarters left in the game. They had plenty of time to catch up. If you knew anything about this game going in, you understood both teams would score more than 14 points. So the fact that they had reached 14 points quickly and easily was not the end of the game. Also, they had achieved those 14 points in less than usual fashion, in plays that you weren't going to repeat on a regular basis. So understanding that they can make adjustments to make sure those mistakes don't happen again, and then move forward with a more competitive game with the potential to come back, only down two scores, 
with over three quarters of the game left. When you look at it like that, when you put it in perspective like that, it doesn't seem as bad as, man, we gave up two easy touchdowns and our biggest rival is just whooping our butt all over the place in a stadium with half of the place in orange yelling at us. So they ignored all of those outside influences. They stuck with what they knew. They made the adjustments necessary, and they continued on with the game plan, trying to put extra effort in and staying very positive, focusing on not what the other team is doing, but on themselves, how they could improve themselves, how they could better themselves, how they could help their teammates out better, how they could achieve better, ultimately to get a different outcome than what had happened in the first two series. They made those adjustments, but they still ended up at the end of the first quarter down 28 to 7. Most college football fans would tell you that's a deep hole to get out of. It's going to be very hard, but not impossible. But major changes would continue to need to be made. Major efforts would be need to, would need to be made, and it would take a lot of attitude, a lot of positive attitude, belief in themselves, working as a team in order to make that happen. You guys are seeing the business parallels right now, right? You're understanding that the more communication on your team, the more necessary changes that can be made, decisive leadership, etc., can lead to better outcomes. Early failures, early setbacks are not the end of the conversation. They're not the final score, but instead are learning opportunities in order to do better moving forward, which is what they did. Did better in the second quarter than they did in the first quarter. Got the game closer by halftime. Now, half of their time is gone, but they're in a better position than they started just a couple minutes into the game. The adjustments they made were working, so they could continue working with that, continue with a little bit of experimentation. You know the 80-20 rule. We've talked about it on the podcast before. 80% what's worked, 20% experimentation. They stuck with the things that worked. The things that they learned through experimentation, they put into the 80% that worked. They were consistent. They were dedicated. They were working together. They were communicating with each other. They were ignoring what the other team was doing. They were ignoring the opposition, just focused on themselves. They get to halftime. Now they make the biggest adjustment, the pivot, if you will. They bench the starting quarterback, the Heisman Trophy candidate, the guy who was going to go number one in the draft, and they put in a true freshman. This young man had never played in a game of this magnitude before, had not run the team consistently as a starter or as the leader, but as a backup to that point, he was ready. He was prepared. So there's a lesson right there. Always be prepared, always be ready, and always be willing to do what the team or your business or your coworkers or your collaborators need you to do. He stepped up and filled the role. The pivot worked. What they did in the second half was tremendously better than the first half. They were scoring points. In the second half, when they weren't scoring points in the other half, this led to momentum for the defense to work out better. So one aspect was doing better, which led to a better attitude, a better energy, a better collaboration from the other aspects of the game. The defense did better. The special teams did better. The whole team did better. They stayed consistent. They stayed focused on the final outcome, and they made the adjustments necessary, even if it meant harming the feelings of the starting quarterback or anyone else who maybe had to make adjustments in the game in order to succeed and be successful for the whole team. The overall goal was more important than individual glory. Another business lesson for sure. 
learning from their opponent's mistakes, using that against them, incorporating that into what they were doing, but staying consistent and true to who they were. They found plays that worked on a regular basis. They stayed true with them. They utilized the skill set of the new quarterback, a better runner and a better passer of the long pass than the, the guy he replaced. They did more of that, relied more on that, motivated their, their team, and ultimately gained a more successful outcome. But they remembered they had time left and that the ultimate outcome was the goal. They get to the fourth quarter. They get the game tied. They end up at the end of the fourth quarter with the ball, few minutes left, coming down the field, playing conservatively in order to line up for a game-winning field goal at the end of the game. They had a very, they have a very, very, very good field goal kicker. It's a very solid plan to run the clock down and use your field goal kicker to score the final points to win the game. A solid plan. They were working the plan. But the Texas team gave up on defense. They allowed what should have been a short run up the middle for just a couple yards to set up the field goal kicker to break free for a touchdown. OU scores with three points left, and they're now winning the game by a touchdown. That's important because Texas also has a very skilled punter or field goal kicker who, if they had gotten the ball back with three seconds or 10 seconds or 20 seconds, and potentially got him anywhere near field goal range, had the opportunity to tie the game up. So OU goes ahead for the win. Three seconds left because Texas gave up on what they were doing. They weren't being consistent, and they allowed the adjustments that OU made that they didn't counter to be successful. So OU made changes, made adjustments, pivoted, kept a positive attitude, stayed focused. Once they found systems that worked, once they started creating success, they stayed consistent in that. They went forward with it, communicated with each other, and put together a plan. They stuck to, was working out until literally their opposition allowed them a better opportunity than even expected. They took advantage of it. They were prepared for it, and they won the game. Lots of lessons for entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone trying to build something successful in all of that. I'm sure you can see that and understand that. So let's get out of the game. Let's talk about the business metaphors. Change is something we talk about on this podcast on a very regular basis. Change, it comes from failures and lack of success. A lack of success, mistakes, setbacks, failures. Only a failure if it completely stops you, if it ends your process. But small failures teach you things that allow you to make the necessary changes, just like the football team did. Making those necessary changes allows you to grow and develop in different ways than expected or anticipated. The management of that growth the ability to take the opportunity presented to you and create something positive with it is the opportunity for success. By managing the change, managing the growth that comes from change, the change that comes from things that don't work out as expected, is the opportunity for success. The management of that opportunity is where success comes from. When you begin being successful, then you have to stay focused, stay consistent, return that information back into your process, and continue to be successful until the rules change, until your opposition does something different, until the market changes, until other factors create another opportunity for change. 
change again, manage that process, grow, manage that process, become successful. It's the cycle of business. It's also the cycle of this football game. There's a lot of examples that you could point to where something wasn't going as planned. It wasn't working out as expected. It could even be called a failure, but it was too early to give up. It was too early to quit. It was too early to stop doing it altogether. So lessons are learned, adjustments are made, those adjustments then begin to perform better. Some do, some don't. The ones that do, you keep with. The, the ones that don't, you stop doing. Continue to put focus on things that are working. Now te- follow the path of success, not the path of failure. Manage that process. You're growing your business. You're growing your lead against your competitors. You're growing the point total in a, in a football game, whatever it is you're doing. You're growing. You're developing in the right direction instead of the wrong direction. Manage that process. Feed that process. Continue to provide feedback, be consistent, communicate, and you are now on the successful side of the equation. It's easy to talk about. It's easy to give this example. The hard part is dedication and consistency in not letting the failures and the setbacks slow you down and stop you in taking them as positives you can learn from. It doesn't feel like a positive when something doesn't work well. And when something looks like a failure, it doesn't feel positive. It can be positive if you continue with it, if you are consistent with it, if you understand there is a lesson to be learned and adjustments to be made. The failure, the ultimate failure, the thing that can stop you from doing something that could ultimately close your business The failure comes from not learning those lessons and not making those changes. This is something I'm seeing from a lot of businesses who are going into COVID. They talked about the changes necessary to deal with COVID. They didn't really make the changes necessary. They made the superficial changes. They made the easy changes. They did the stuff that was surface and preliminary, but they didn't change their total core model. They didn't change the way they go about doing business because ultimately that was too hard, too inconvenient, or something they just didn't feel comfortable doing. Whatever it is, it's different for every business owner, decision maker, management team. But a lot of businesses still haven't made the necessary changes not to survive the COVID 18 month, almost 24 months now that we've been dealing with, but actually thrive through it. They haven't made the adjustments necessary to do better on the other side. When you take moments of setback, when you take failures, when you take down times, the only way to come back up from them is to come out better on the other side, the lessons learned and the changes that you adapt and move forward with. Without incorporating that into how you move forward, you're not coming back better. The best you're coming back even are the same or not good enough because the market changes, because your consumer changes, because your competitors change, because technology changes, because of all the changes that come along with it in the world that you can't control. The only thing you can control is your effort and your attitude. Your attitude has to be open to change. You have to do what's necessary, dictated on what works and what doesn't. The things that are failing, let them go. Even if it's the things you appreciate doing, that you like doing, that are easy to do, that you've always done. Focus on what works. Continue to make those changes, to refine that, to more do more of what works, more of what works, more of what works, less of what doesn't. Follow the path. Let your audience, let your market tell you where the success is. Follow that. Achieve that success. Grab it. Find ways to do more of it. 
and continue to grow your business and grow your opportunities from that process, not the predetermined game plan that you started off with that got you 14 points down or 28-7 down or worse. So have your right attitude. Be open to a change. Make the adjustments. Learn through the process. Don't get too set in your ways or set back by slowdowns, roadblocks, failures. Move forward. Continue the process. Measure, adjust, and do it over and over and over again. That's consistency. That's dedication. And you have to have a positive attitude. These all things go together. And these are all the things I discussed in the description of the great OU Texas comeback victory, Red River rivalry, biggest comeback in the history of that game and successful outcome for my Oklahoma Sooners, probably yours too. So lessons today from a football game, who knew, but that's what we do here on the Saturday Morning Hustle podcast each and every Saturday in the office, outworking the competition while they still sleep. Appreciate you guys tuning into the podcast Appreciate you if you would leave a comment, leave a review. Make sure you hit the subscribe, the like button, all the things on all the formats where you found the podcast. Leave us a comment on social media. Let us know what you think. Appreciate, agree with, disagree. As long as you don't try to tell me that oh, that Texas is a better team than OU, OU's proven that they're not. Anything else you want to have a discussion on on social media or in the comments below, I would truly appreciate. So thank you for tuning in again this week. We'll see you again next week with a different topic a different subject, but all the same attitude and spirit of the Saturday Morning Hustle. See you next week.